welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Happy Hunger Games. Happy Hunger um, Games. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Pickwick Society podcast, or the Pickwick Pod for short. This is the podcast. This where is a podcast. You're listening to a podcast. You're listening to you a podcast, realize. everybody. Um, this is a podcast about um, feminism, mm-hmm. anti-patriarchy, equality, and other such um, topics. And mainly, we're going to be dissecting those representations in the media. Yes, like movies. Mm-hmm. Is movies. What we're planning books, on talking about right plays. now. Books as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. First, before we get into today's topic, uh, let's talk a little bit about ourselves. So, who are you? <laughs> I'm a narcissist. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, my name is Megan. Um, I'm currently a grad student, and I'm studying writing, and I'm working on a fantasy novel, um, which definitely explores themes of feminism and, like, women, and we love women. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a long journey. Um I'm 23, and I like to read. Very nice. <laughs> that's, that's, who I, that's who I am in a nutshell. Very nice. Who are you? Um, I am also a narcissist. Um, <laughs> so my name is Kaylee. Um, I'm 22. I am also a grad student. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a student studying for my master's in social work. Um, I'm also writing a fantasy novel that also explores themes of feminism. We love that. <laughs> um, snap, snap, snap. Um, <laughs> and I also love to read and to dissect different, um, versions of media, including film. I feel like we should also mention that we've been friends basically our entire life. Oh yeah. We've been friends <laughs> since first grade. Um, because in kindergarten, <laughs> she didn't want to be my friend. I asked if she wanted to be my friend. Listen, and said no. they were different times. <laughs> they were different times. This is how the story goes. Yes. This is just how our story goes. But look at us now. We're best friends mm-hmm. and we're doing this mm-hmm. podcast together in a closet. <laughs> we are in a closet. <laughs> we are in a closet. That's correct. Love it. Okay. So, um, today's topic and the topic for the next couple episodes is going to be the Barbie movie. Yeah. <laughs> so Megan and I grew up watching Barbie yes, and it is our, like, one of the things that we've mainly bonded over a lot over and the past couple our of years. Roman Empires. It's our Roman Empire for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Preminger. Love Preminger. Hashtag Preminger. Hashtag Preminger. <laughs> Hashtag Bibble. Hashtag Bibble. Um, <laughs> Hashtag Mermaidia. Yes. And all of those, all, all of the it, things. All of it. Um, and so we were both really, really excited about yes. the Barbie movie. And let's just say that it was not what we expected. Mm-hmm. And we walked away from it so inspired that we decided to make a podcast. Yeah, it's kind of like the first movie that we were like, we talked about it so much mm-hmm. over like TikTok and message jams and things like that, that we were like, we could create a podcast out of all of this. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So first, just a little disclaimer is Megan and I are not professionals, um, no. nor experts on the topic of feminism. We are just women who are yes, going to be relaying our own perceptions and our experience and our own opinions. So yes. um, if that offends you, sorry. <laughs> this is just this is me just, being me. Yeah, this is just <laughs> us being us, I guess. But yeah. So feel free to disagree with mm-hmm. us. We can yeah. talk further. And we yeah, we'd love to have a discourse about this the these couple topics mm-hmm. in the next couple episodes. Like yeah. we just we would we would love to start a discourse about it. Mm-hmm. So today's episode is going to be centered around Barbie herself. Yes. And then over the next couple um podcast episodes we'll be talking about other perspectives and um things from the film um so first let's start with what was your reaction to the film like what was your first takeaway 
my first takeaway was just how I thought it portrayed like little parts of womanhood in mm-hmm. a beautiful and humorous and like cut to the heart kind of way. Like, I mean, there's, um, I'm forgetting America, America, America Ferreira. Ferreira. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, her monologue, obviously we'll talk about that later, but like things like that, that I wasn't expecting to be in a movie that like mm-hmm. is, you know, like what we were saying, like I was expecting it to be more aligned with the cartoons and yeah. Just, I mean, I'm not disappointed that it wasn't, but I wasn't expecting it to be what it is, but I just love, yeah, like, I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. What about you? I, yeah, I, I walked in not really knowing what to expect because mm-hmm. I, I knew that it wasn't going to, like, fall in line exactly with, like, the cartoons. Mm-hmm. I did not expect, first of all, to cry. Yeah. Watching I it. I cried three times. I cried a lot. Um, I was not expecting to laugh as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Um and I just, I just remember sitting in the theater after it was done, just kind of staring at the screen, just going like, yeah, whoa, like, in one part, whoa, what did I just watch? Mm-hmm. And the other part was like, man, that was literally everything about being a woman. Like, yeah. that was, that was the most accurate film representation I've ever seen of what it's like to be a woman. Which is like a huge shout out to Greta Gerwig's oh my vision gosh. Yes. and like directive and creative abilities mm-hmm. and like who she casted and all of that. Like Yeah, fantastic. Margot Robbie yes. executive produced as well as being Barbie. Like she just absolutely incredible. Like everything yeah. everything about it was amazing. Yes. Um I loved pretty much almost all of the movie. There was just an, the ending that I didn't really like and we'll go into that a little bit later too. Um yeah. but yeah, so today, like we said, we're going to be talking mainly about Barbie with a smidgen of Gloria. Mm-hmm. So do you want to give a summary of the film or shall I? Yeah, I could start and then if I'm yeah. not forgetting things, you jump in. Absolutely. So basically, it's been a bit since I've watched it now, but I've seen it three times. So I think I'm qualified to try this. We start with just like seeing Barbie land. We get the idea that it's this idealistic place and mm-hmm. Barbie always has a good day. And we kind of see that she is living the dream. And then at this little dance party, um, we realize that she's kind of starting to have thoughts about death, which kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> leads to us realizing that this idealistic Barbie land is not perfect, which leads her to find right. weird Barbie. And weird Barbie's a whole other character we'll talk about. But Barbie ends up going to the real world with mm-hmm. Ken in tow. We'll talk about Ken, too. And it's kind of there where we start to see some of the like feminist critiques and she realizes things about the real world. She ends up going to Mattel headquarters, mm-hmm. um, and there's kind of some crisscross between, like, real-world people in Barbie land, and Ken finds out about the patriarchy, and then we see that's kind of the climax of when Barbie land changes because of the influence of mm-hmm. Ken. Um, yeah, and then there's kind of, to end it all, there's a retaking of Barbie land by the Barbies, mm-hmm. which is definitely something we'll talk about later, too. And... Yeah, it ends with Barbie in the real world as well, becoming, um, choosing to become a human after she's talking with the representation of the woman who created Barbie herself. Um, so it's kind of a symbolic, metaphoric kind of ending. Mm-hmm. And she ends up in the gynecologist's office yeah. at the end, which I love. <laughs> Great ending. Did I miss Very anything funny. you want to jump in? I don't think so. I think that okay. was pretty I didn't, good. I didn't want to like give spoilers either, but I'm prob- assuming you've probably I, yeah, seen yeah, it's the movie been a couple months. This, so. Yeah, it's been a couple months. So hopefully you've seen it. And if you haven't, then pause the podcast here yeah. and go see it and yeah. then come back. Yeah, please do. Mm-hmm. So... Let's talk about Barbie's experience in the film. Um, yes. Like you described, she had 
kind of a perfect life, mm-hmm. it looks like, until her real thoughts kind of set in. Like, she yeah. she was loved and respected by all of the Barbies, all of the Kens, as mm-hmm. we see in that iconic, Hi, Barbie! Hi, scene. Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Um, <laughs> and she is pretty much having the li- her dream life. Like, she mm-hmm. has her own dream house. She has all of her friends. She's friends with all the Kens, and everything seems completely perfect. And then thoughts about death and then cellulite, yeah, cellulite. and <laughs> flat feet flat oh my feet. gosh yeah, I forgot like, about that. that's so scary right yeah um and for me the craziest like switch up was the minute they enter the real ro- world and barbie goes from being accepted and respected to degraded and objectified yeah, like, like it was an immediate it wasn't even like a gradual subtle mm-hmm. hint at what the real world it's is immediate. like and how they treat women it was like oh no this is this is we're gonna hit you in the face with it we're gonna smack you right in the face with it and i think to go off that like that scene where they're roller skating is that oh my gosh she it's funny i was so uncomfortable yeah it's uncomfortable and it but it's also kind of like you have to giggle because you're like oh i get this yeah but then mm-hmm. it's interesting to me that she's immediately, like, she's got, like, the uncomfortable smile on her face mm-hmm. because she's still smiling through it all. Ken is unaware of, like, the unsafe feeling that she has because he is not going mm-hmm. to understand it. So I feel like their their acting in that scene is, like, really well done, mm-hmm. too. Well, he's also getting praised in yes. that moment. Even like, the gay men, mm-hmm. which is kind he's, of funny. But... He's wearing the same exact outfit that yep, she is. exactly the same. The exact same outfit. And she is being mocked and ridiculed mm-hmm. her butt gets slapped yeah but she's he touched, everyone's not. saying like oh like really cool choice man yeah. like great great idea like and it just like and he was like wow i feel great and she's like i don't yeah she's like is there, there i feel like a like a sense of violence and he's yeah. like i don't yeah like, he's like i feel great i don't know what you're talking yeah. about yeah and it just like that was for me, the most realistic part of the movie, because that's happened to me more times than I'd like to admit. Like, yeah, it's like that entire scene like makes me cringe in a way that's like, mm-hmm. yep, this is real. Yeah, and most women could attest. Like, we've all been catcalled from a truck. We've all been, um, yeah, anything. like, yeah, we've all been like whistled at by a pair of guys. Some like of us have been, followed. yeah. Some of us have been groped. Like it's just a common female experience. So in a in a way, I'm really glad that they introduced it, yeah. and that they introduced it so early on in the film, where it was yeah. like, no, no, this is the real world. Welcome, like, yeah, ta da. I also like, love that she her response is to punch them. Yes, like that's great because she we, wasn't treated like that in Barbie Land. Yeah, and it like I also feel like it's kind of silly to look at it like this or not silly is not the right word but it's it's comical because it's like that's probably what women want to do most of the time mm-hmm. and it's something that we don't but Barbie would do because she doesn't understand that socially you don't do that right socially we say thank you when there's a compliment given yeah. or we or say like, oh like brush it off yeah even. because if we say thank you then it's we're prideful mm-hmm. um if we brush it off then we're ungrateful mm-hmm. so there's kind of really no perfect response um no. But I definitely felt a thrill of satisfaction when I saw Barbie punch him. I was like, man, yeah. I wish that, that that we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and my we gosh. Can get the outfit change. Well, actually, she goes. She gets arrested twice. Yeah, she does. But the outfit change, it's because they stole the clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. The only people who really show her kindness in the film, too, were Gloria, the lady who made the dolls, like, as we talked about, and then yeah. the elderly lady at the bus stop, which, that can scene. I just say, like, that scene was so beautiful. And did you know that it was almost cut out of the movie? I did know that. Yeah. And that makes me so mad. Because I'm like, I why would they do that? Yeah, I don't think that the movie would 
be quite what it is without it. Mm-hmm. Like, it would still stand. But. Because even if, like, even if it has no correlation to the story of Barbie or whatever, yeah. it's still so poignant yeah. that this young, attractive woman shares this moment with this elderly lady mm-hmm. where they both mutually agree with each other that they're both beautiful, yeah. that they both have value and they both have worth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we just don't see that anywhere we don't we don't see there because in our society there's not just like patriarchy and and anti-feminism but there's also ageism Mm -hmm. where young young people are looked down upon by by older people and older people are looked down upon by young people Mm -hmm. but in this scene we have the epitome of youth and the epitome of like older beauty just sitting together talking and smiling at each other saying one of them saying you're so beautiful and the other one going i know it yeah. Like, I just, I love, I love that, like, unification yeah. in that scene. and Women supporting women. Yeah, and in it's... a very simple way. Because but... that's pretty much what feminism is, is women supporting women. And, like, what kind of, what kind of amazing world it would be if we could just go around saying, you're beautiful, and other women could respond with, I know it, instead of feeling embarrassed, yeah. instead of feeling shy to accept the compliment. Like, yeah, I can't... I can just imagine how wonderful that would be. And I can imagine that hopefully this movie is starting or has started to create like more of a comfort comfortability in some groups of women to start being more confident with like receiving compliments from their girlfriends and mm-hmm. giving them. Like I just hope it's starting to like make little small ripples of change. Yeah. Starting th- to rub I off think on them. Definitely it, it is, hopefully. Yeah. But it's it is an idealistic world that we're hopefully like moving towards slowly. Yeah. But <sighs> my gosh, <laughs> just wish we were there, you know. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, to kind of talk a little bit more about um, Ken, mm-hmm. we're going to do an episode on Ken just because he's Ken and yeah, he deserves Ken, he deserves his own episode. He deserves his own episode. Mm-hmm. But um, we talked a little bit about already how like immediately we see that she's treated differently than Ken, mm-hmm. um, and also like later we literally see men trying to force her into her box which I yeah. think is that was a really great part where it's like that metaphor and symbolism was like not too much but like literally go in the box yeah like, literally go in great. the box we don't, I don't want, think we don't was, want you yeah. out here we want you to be the doll yeah. and to go back and, like, in the box her hands literally about to be mm-hmm. shackled like that is great mm-hmm. I loved that and so it's kind of like we see that she almost gets to that point before literally running for her life through yeah that scene's great but and then versus <laughs> they're like oh yeah we don't care's not Ken's not something we're worried about yeah they're not even worried about him except mm-hmm. for he's actually wreaking havoc but you know yeah but it's because those are men so yeah. they're not worried about what he's exactly. doing exactly yeah exactly it's just a metaphor that goes really deep mm-hmm. but it works very well so yeah, and then Barbie going back to Barbie Land, yes. which is her safe place, essentially. Barbie Land. Barbie <laughs> Land, only to find it was destroyed mm-hmm. by Ken and the other Kins. And not even, like, just Barbie Land, her house was completely taken space. over. Her yeah. literal space, like, her personal private space was ransacked and destroyed and remodeled. Her car and her friends were all brainwashed mm-hmm. by the other Kins. Like, it literally, everything that she had that made her feel safe was completely destroyed and it did so much damage to her self-esteem oh yeah she literally is like at her lowest on the ground face down which crying is is like at like physically at her lowest yes she says a line something like (laughs) that but like it yeah i'm completely agreeing with you that it's like her self-esteem was 
wrecked. And even like she she even says to Gloria, she's like, I'm not pretty anymore. Like I'm yeah. not. Oh my gosh. I'm not. Me yeah, I'm I'm not stereotypical Barbie pretty. And yeah. she's like, this is just, in. I just, I have a lot of thoughts, and it just makes me really mad. Like anytime I think about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, even Gloria kind of like. It's right before she starts her monologue, but she's Mm -hmm. like, I cannot even believe that if you don't think you're pretty, what chance do the rest of us have? Like, and that is just such a poignant part. And then another thing to kind of go back to the fact that she's returned to what's supposed to be her safe space being completely different is that it's kind of like on a really larger level. um, It's like the men have entered into her space and so but she's meant to feel bad for being upset by mm-hmm. that. And then it's yeah. like, no, you've invaded my space. I'm trying mm-hmm. to exist in my space. The Kens had rights and respect and love and friendship and relationships before. Mm-hmm. So like, even that I think just adds to the aggravation of that entire situation because it's like, mm-hmm. we were coexisting before. Yeah. And even, and she was even like said, she even said in the beginning, um, because he Ken throws it in her face that he's taken over the the dream house and yes. turned it into his mojo mojo dojo casa house, <laughs> and by saying like, "This is uh my house now, and um there are no Barbies here," and like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's not nice when someone says that to you, is it?" But when Barbie earlier in the movie tells him to go away, she just says it so nicely. And she yeah. says it so politely, and she just says, "This isn't Ken's dream house. This is Barbie's dream house, right? Like it's just this a is fact. yeah." And I'm having <laughs> girls' night, and there is the joke of like girls' night is every night, but like yeah. she's like, "This is my house, and and I'm having a sleepover with my friends, and you yeah. can go away, and I'll see you tomorrow." And it's like, Boundaries. that's literally her house. <laughs> like, why are we? And everyone was like, "Oh man, like she's being such like." Some people are probably like, "Oh my god, she's being so annoying and like so controlling," yeah. but it's like. She's drawing a boundary because that's her house. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is so funny that like so yeah. many people draw like draw a complaint with that and like will make a joke out of that whole scene of like the oh well it's Barbie's dream house, right? And then the oh, 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 right as always. Like oh, right as always. Yeah, like that whole thing. But it's like no, she's she's literally just making a boundary and yeah. she's she's claiming it as her space because it is her space. It's never been up for dispute and never been up for argument. And then even in the end, what killed me the most is that she still felt like she owed Ken an apology. I know that gets me too. Oh my God. Because it just reflects that women are constantly continuing to Mm -hmm. apologize. And it's not to say that that, like women never need to apologize because enough wrong has been done to them. That is not what we're saying. Mm -hmm. But like it's, it has been known that women will just keep apologizing for things they don't need to or excessively apologize mm-hmm. and like that shows it here like yeah. she feels the need to apologize to him yeah. to quote the queen of our generation Brittany Broski Slay. Um, Slay, she recently talked about how when she was in a relationship she constantly felt like it was her fault mm. she constantly felt like she had to apologize and she had put herself in the role of peacekeeper mm. so that in order to keep the peace in the relationship she would give in to what the boyfriend said she would mm. let him win and would apologize and then even after she would go, is it me? I'm the problem. Am I the problem? Like, yeah. that's something that all women experience. Mm-hmm. And Brittany just, like, summed it up perfectly. And we see it in the Barbie movie where he, like, 
Ken didn't deserve to be unseen. He didn't deserve to be, like, kind of cast aside by Barbie. But he never apologizes to her for literally destroying her house and brainwashing her friends in order to install patriarchy while she feels like she owes him an apology simply for not paying enough attention to him. Yeah. And she smooths everything over pretty much by her apologizing and then he calms down and has his whole I am Kenneth thing which is great and I love and I love that they all have that moment where they all realize that everybody's enough that they're all enough but that little moment is just overshadowed by I am Kenneth because even in my past relationship I would apologize and fix over like the issue in order to make my boyfriend happy again. Peacemaking, yeah. Yeah, it would be peacemaking. And then as soon as we apologize, it's like a, a switch has slipped. They've forgotten everything about the argument and until they're happy the again time. until the next time. And then we have to repeat the cycle all yeah. over again. Because Ken was just like the minute she apologized and assured him that he was enough, he brightened up and was like, yeah, you're right. I am enough. Like it was like, yeah. And just leaving her in the dust without an apology without yeah you never apologize yeah without any sense of like i'm also sorry for objectifying you and just now trying to kiss you like he tries yeah, to kiss I was her going to go off of that <laughs> when you finish your thought something related to that but yeah go ahead yeah okay um well it's that for ken he thinks the solution once the communication in the in that room up there mm-hmm. is that cool once we've talked she'll finally love me mm-hmm. keeps trying it dips her tries to kiss her tries to bring her in and she has to continually be like no this isn't the answer because i'm trying to figure out who i am and it's okay Mm -hmm. that i'm barbie and you're ken and our our identities are not mutually exclusive even though he continues to bring up the fact that he's like self-aware like we're a brand yeah but she's trying to kind of like break that down Mm -hmm. but it's just interesting that he continues to think that the the key is that okay i just need her to get i need to get through to her so that she can see that we're meant to be together mm-hmm. and then when it finally gets through to him that like wait no i'm enough on my own it, that's great like you said and goes down the slide and has a good time he's like wee, wee. <laughs> but it's not really barbie's responsibility to emotionally get him to that no. point when she decided and made it clear that she didn't want to be his romantic partner but she still ends up doing that for yeah him. and that she, also kind of she takes it on herself me. to emotionally <clears throat> regulate him Yes, because he was really in distress, and it was, like, in front of her, and it was mm-hmm. kind of, like, it's hard, though, because it would have been cool for her to leave He's literally crying on her bed. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's sobbing, in her room. He's sobbing in her room. And everyone's on watching. her bed. Everyone's below. watching, and he, she's still like, you know, I feel like I have the responsibility right now to it's emotionally hard. regulate you and tell you yes, that you're enough. because it's what is kind of been ingrained in us. And I don't think that it's a bad thing no. to see someone who is in pain and do all that you can when they're in front of you and you care about them because it's clear she cares right. about Ken, right. but it's hard because she had had to communicate several times when the message wasn't getting through to him mm-hmm. that she just wanted to be friends. Yeah. And she was trying to figure herself out. Mm-hmm. And so all that entire scene is just so nuanced. Yes. And I feel like we've come at it from a few different angles. Yes. But there's probably one we haven't even yeah. like, and this, come and at it's, yet. This is a message for women, for men, for like non-binary friends. Like This is a message for everybody. You are not responsible to self-regulate your partner. And to yeah. emotionally emotionally regulate your partner. If your partner is unable to emotionally regulate on the, their own, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. And you, it is not your fault if they can't emotionally regulate on their own, and it is not your responsibility. So, just going to leave that Drop there. The Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Yeah, but also, 
like we were talking about, she's trying to figure out who she is, Mm -hmm. and she decides that she doesn't want to be an object anymore. Which is an amazing ending. Which is an amazing ending. Being um, the thing that's creating rather than the created, Mm -hmm. which I think is a beautiful way to wrap it up and, like, remind us how creative human beings can be Mm -hmm. in general. Because the the language that's used in that ending scene where she's kind of in, like, the in-between with... Mm -hmm. um, Ruth, I think her name is. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, it's like, the language is human, it's not woman, it's mm-hmm. not do you want to become a woman, it's like, become human. So, yeah. like, that that's a scene, I think, that can be related to, like, any person's experience, mm-hmm. which I think is really important. Yeah, it's, it's about breaking from the mold <clears throat> and breaking from what we're told that we can be. Mm-hmm. Like, um... My mind goes to men being told that they can't be emotional, and like that, yeah. that could be them breaking from the mold. Women being told they can't be leaders and breaking from the mold in that way. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's, it's not. It's about becoming a human and accepting your full potential. Yeah, I th- which I just think is so beautiful. Yeah, I agree. So, so we also said we talk a little bit about Gloria. So mm-hmm. we're at that point. Gloria the Queen. Gloria Love her. the Queen fantastic mm-hmm. we've brought up her monologue several times now but i think we should actually like talk about it now and i have it here oh my goodness it's like you prepared it and everything oh my gosh <laughs> oh my goodness so this is gloria's <clears throat> monologue from barbie it is literally impossible to be a woman you are so beautiful and so smart and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough like we have to always be extraordinary but somehow we're always doing it wrong You have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane, but if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood. But always stand out and always be grateful, but never forget that the system is rigged, so find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory, and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll just representing women, then I don't even know. I don't even know either. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) But, um... Like, jeez, man. Like, the... It's just, it's, it's like, it's like almost every like facet and angle of like what I could think of and the frustrations mm-hmm. like is somewhere in there and, it, but it's like, so like it's eloquently said, but it's also just like raw. She put it perfectly in yeah. words. Like I've, yeah. I've never, every time I've tried to think about why it's so hard being a woman and the different, and like just the different elements of it I've never been able to put it into words and then she did Mm -hmm. and I'm listening to this whole thing going oh my gosh that's it that's how you explain it yeah like the whole like we have to be thin but we can't say we want to be thin but we have to be thin we have to have money but we can't ask for money we have to be responsible for men's wrongdoings all of the contradictions and it's like no matter which way we turn or or operate ourselves it's always wrong yeah and it's they make it's like a bit comical and it's like 
to further the plot, but <clears throat> her daughter points out, like, oh my goodness, like, um, verbalizing the irony, like, has unlocked the brainwashing, and, like, mm-hmm. that's kind of funny, and it works to continue the plot, yeah. and it continues to move it forward. With the other Barbies being like, yeah. oh yeah, I did win a Nobel Prize. Yes, or oh, like, yeah, I did write like a book. Pants. Yes. yes. I loved that. But it's also, I think, very, like, formative for how if women start to talk more about how it is really difficult to live mm-hmm. in a society that's very contradictory of what's expected of us, it can continue and start unlocking, like, mm-hmm. doors towards more conversation, more awareness mm-hmm. for men as, well as, men as well as women. So I think just in general, that's also why it's so beautiful and so poignant because, like, we're like, wait, you're saying it. Mm-hmm. Like, now we can also be talking about what you've said and continue to, like, gain the wisdom from it and think about it more because the problem is is we don't talk about it yeah we we all know of it but like gloria said if we talk about it we're we're seen as complaining yeah and we're seen as like moaning and groaning about it but that's not what we're doing we're just acknowledging that it's there we're just acknowledging that patriarchy is a thing and that women have not been seen as equal and and we are held to different contradictions and standards that men are not yeah and it's it's quite tiring and talking mm-hmm. about such a thing helps us in that exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. So Meg, how does this relate to real women? <laughs> how does the Barbie movie with all of its nuances and silliness relate to real women? I mean, if we look at Barbie who literally goes from ignorant bliss to being um, impacted by the thoughts of the girl, she thinks it's a girl, the woman who's playing mm-hmm. with her, we realize that um, honestly, just women are living that experience of what Barbie goes through in like a more drawn out way. Like I've mm-hmm. kind of was thinking more about how, if we look at Barbie when she is p- uh, pre thoughts of death, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when we're growing up in girlhood and it hasn't yeah. quite hit us that eventually society is going to expect certain things yeah. of a girl growing up. And then once you hit that point, you can't go back. And that's kind of when Barbie has gone to the real world. Yeah, you can't ignore it anymore. You mm-hmm. are you are aware of expectations in which then from that point forward, it's going to impact how you act and think whether or not you completely realize it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's how we can see it affecting real women because the movie's doing its best to show these dolls and this brand that we all are familiar with and maybe played with, maybe didn't, mm-hmm. showing how it is related to the girls that played with the dolls mm-hmm. and how we're growing up and how we've grown up. Yeah. The way the way that I see that, that scene where she and Ken enter the real world for the first time, mm-hmm. it's like an interesting parallel side-by-side of like, expectation versus reality Mm -hmm. the expectation is what ken gets which is the praise and the um respect and the compliments Mm -hmm. like that's the expectation that barbie had that she was going to walk into the real world and be welcomed and praised for everything that barbies have done for the real world yes that that was something that we forgot um oh dang it i lost my thought no you're good it was um that she she thought that barbies were were, yes yeah women should should sing her praises because we've changed the world with our idealistic ways mm-hmm. which is like barbie i wish like i know because it's like well <laughs> yeah. we we've made barbies like astronauts and yes. president and like yes you're saying that that's so, not what it's like in yeah, the real world exactly like so, that was the whole thing yeah and so when they enter the real world her whole thing is like expecting to get what ken gets yeah and instead she's degraded she's objectified and she's treated 
just like a doll. And Barbie's experience is literally all of our experience every single day. Mm-hmm. And the what really made me cry was the montage in the song at the end. Like, huge blow to the chest. Great job, Billie Eilish. Yes. Incredible, incredible job. Um, where we constantly just wonder what we were made for and why we're here. Yeah. Like, what what is our purpose? Were we made for entertainment? Were yeah. we made for pleasure? What were we made for? Yeah. And mm. how do we reclaim that for ourselves? Yeah. And, like, purpose-wise, like, what were we made for? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, it, it's a genius, like, kind of double-fold lyric of talking about, like, an entire... The entire movie is aware of Barbies being a product Mm -hmm. so it it kind of gets at the idea of women being a product or at Mm -hmm. least like making women into an image that is then consumable and capitalized so it's like it just hurts even more when you think about the fact that women aren't products but we have kind of been made into that not even kind of we've been made into that Mm -hmm. the image of a woman is something that is sellable and um Mm. women are say that again (laughs) I don't even know what I said. You the said, image of a woman is... You said that... The image of a woman has become sellable. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the products that we're supposed to buy to mm-hmm. look the way that we're supposed to. So, that song, that's at least, like, as I thought more about the song and how the lyrics could be looked mm-hmm. at in turn of what you had said as well. And the montage is just, like... It's so it's, beautiful. It's, it's pictures and videos of, like, people we don't know, but it doesn't matter because we could see, like, maybe parts of what our girl- girlhood looked like mm-hmm. and things like that and... It was, it's women of all ages. It's girlhood. Too. It's motherhood. It's yeah, being a woman. It's being a woman and how hard our ancestors have worked to get us here. Yeah, and like mothers raising daughters. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about, like, yes, we are under the thumb of patriarchy, but if you think about like where we were like two hundred years ago, yeah. we have made so many good leaps and bounds. And yeah. it's like I, I'm sure that the women like who were pioneers of the time for female rights and women's rights are looking down with huge smiles on their faces. Like we are getting there. We are not there yet, but But we're getting there. That's been Mm -hmm. made is fantastic. Yeah. Like not even just from like, we get to vote and that is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And that is a right. We should not overlook, but like we've even moved farther than that. And Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. And that's why Barbie's story is really so inspirational. Cause not only did she achieve equality mm-hmm. like where she was seen as and respected as an equal but she also welcomes reality she yeah. she welcomes the idea of cellulite and the body yeah. dysphoria the thoughts of death all of it like i i struggle when mm-hmm. i think about all of that stuff and i know that a lot of other women too and men yeah. as well and she rejects the idea of being a product and just chooses to do something meaningful with her life yeah and i just i love that i think that that's incredible where she just was like you know what this is this is me this is my body this is reality and that's okay and I'm gonna take it one step at a time yeah instead of having a perfect perfect ending where it's like oh no she's back in Barbie land she's got the perfect body because a lot of the quote-unquote happy endings that we see in princess movies and stuff is unattainable where the princesses are swept away by their prince charming Mm -hmm. swept away I didn't use the proper grammar there um (laughs) and they have the gowns and the perfect body and all of that and then here's Barbie going to the OBGYN in Birkenstocks yeah with like yeah a cute blazer (laughs) she doesn't have a job she's just work working everything out like I thought that that was a great realistic and wonderful ending 
Yeah, it's realistic because obviously it's like an important thing for women to care about their health in all ways. But like mm-hmm. it's fun because at least my perception was I was expecting her to be walking into a job interview. Yeah. And it's great and something that obviously women should continue to pursue is like being able to be self-sufficient and having their own jobs if that is what they mm-hmm. desire. Mm-hmm. But I like that it wasn't what ended up being the ending because it doesn't have to be the only way like the girl boss route is awesome and yeah. it's great that it's an opportunity for women now but it's not every woman's dream and nope. so I like <laughs> that it doesn't have to be the ending where girls ending this movie are thinking like that that's what they need to do as well if Barbie's doing it yeah if that makes sense that's and th- that's the th- other thing that I took away from is in no way does Barbie in no way did the Barbie movie leave me thinking oh we have to be president we have to be the top of the chain like we have to be leaders it's perfectly acceptable for us to be fall in love barbie or gynecologist barbie or like whatever (laughs) like i don't know just like it's pride and prejudice Prejudice barbie Barbie. (laughs) where it's like it's 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 perfectly acceptable to have our own dreams and our own desires Mm -hmm. like we don't have to all be leaders we don't have to all be at the top it wouldn't it wouldn't because like and something i love is um i saw this video the other day on tiktok where um if you've been on tiktok for a little while you kind of you probably know about the whole Rachel Ziegler controversy with Snow White. This was at the back of my head when we were talking about this. With Snow White and how Mm -hmm. she says, like, Snow White's not going to fall in love because it's not 1937 anymore, Uh and she's going to be the leader she's dreaming she could be. And somebody compared it with another Greta Gerwig film called Little Women. Slay. Slay. Which we will be talking about, (laughs) where it shows Meg saying, just Mm. because my dreams are different than yours doesn't mean they're not important. Because yeah. Meg always dreamed about being married and having a family and having children mm-hmm. versus Joe wanted to be a writer and be independent and, and to not fall in love. So it's I, I just love that because Meg's dream is my dream and mm-hmm. I, I want to be a mom and to have kids. And at no point at all in the movie did any of the sisters look down upon each other for the different paths that they chose. No. They yeah. all chose completely different paths. One was more independent than the other. Another started a family. Amy went to travel and be like a successful bachelorette. Like it just. Beth embraced home. Beth embraced home, like staying at home. And yeah. that was perfectly fine. And nobody looked down upon anybody for their choices for that. Yeah. So it's like, I, I love that. That's the message, I guess, is like just what I'm trying to say is. Mm-hmm. Barbie, like, the Barbie movie puts it as we don't all have to be president. We don't all have to be an astronaut. We can just be normal Barbie. Yeah. Which is ourselves. Yeah, which like, is we can just what Gloria brings up. Yeah, we can just, like, why isn't there a normal Barbie? Why isn't there a mom Barbie? Doing like, Yeah, Barbie. doing her best Barbie. Like, yeah. that's that's all of us. And yeah. it just is so much more attainable. And, uh, yeah, I just love that quote yeah. from Little Women. Yeah, it's perfect. It can be applied to so much mm-hmm. and, like, compared to. And then also... I think we didn't mention it, but, like, when you said we don't all have to be leaders, it made me think of one line that's in the movie that comes toward the end, which is kind of um, mm-hmm. upset because it's it's what people are going to yeah. remember. And this is where we draw... This is the yeah. only problem that we had with the movie. It's, it's when the president is basically... Barbie, President Barbie, mm-hmm. is approached by two of the Kens asking if they could also, like, have a place on, like, the, cabinet, the council whatever it is, or whatever. council. And 
the answer is basically no because she's like, I can't do that. And then the narrator makes a little jibe or a jab that the two Kens or the Kens in general in Barbie land will have as much power as real women do in the real world, Mm -hmm. which is definitely supposed to be um, taken lightheartedly, or at least I think so. Like it's not, it's not supposed to be like super serious, but it's still, I think unnecessary. It's not, absolutely. it's not furthering the kind of equality that we're hoping to Mm -hmm. see for real women in the real world. It's like, it's pointing at how we're still fighting for Mm -hmm. real world women Mm -hmm. to have equal power, which is the end um, goal of feminism, equal Mm -hmm. rights for all. So it just seemed to me kind of unproductive. And Mm -hmm. like I said, when it's at the end of the movie, it's what people are going to remember and quote. It's what my brother quoted. It's what some of the other men that I've talked to Mm -hmm. quoted. And I don't blame them because that was a direct jab Mm -hmm. at men. So it, they were so close. Like we were so close yeah. to achieving like the perfect message, but yeah. and they had skewed. to throw that in there. Like I just, like you said, like feminists, people have such a skewed view of feminism. I had the skewed view of feminism for the longest time oh, me too. because I thought that feminism was females need to rule the world. Yeah. We need to be on top. We're better than men. We want, we want to just, we want to be in charge. We want to be president. Mm-hmm. We want to be astronaut. We want to be whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not what feminism is. Feminism is equality for all. Yeah. We want to be seen as equal. We want to mm-hmm. be respected just like men are respected in yeah, the real world. We, we don't want to be above men. We want to be on equal line with men. Yeah. And so we were, the Barbie movie was so close yeah. with achieving that. Like if we, if they had just restored Barbie land to what had, it had been before, where the Kens and the Barbies were like equal with one another and coexisting peacefully, then that would have been just fine. But no, they had to make it where Barbie was president all female supreme court yeah. and the men were not allowed to join like i'm like yeah. that's not what we want <laughs> it could have looked like to like a slight change in barbie land to yeah. allow men and women to yes, be on this absolutely. council too if we wanted to go that route rather than like let's go back to exactly how it was mm-hmm. because obviously something was a little bit wrong if ken was, was like upset. It's yeah. frustrating yeah but but still mm-hmm. it that's a whole other instead of now forming an all-female supreme court yeah. and deciding that's that that's the best what... <laughs> way and the kens are just supposed to be happy being lesser yes like and a lot of the men that i've talked to didn't like how the kens were kind of just complacent in being told that they mm-hmm. could basically like f off like go away yeah and because I would be upset. I would too. be upset too. And so I didn't think that mm-hmm. was a very great portrayal. No, because it just it port it it made the Kens almost look, um, not stupid, but just ditzy. Ditzy. Which at is the what end. we are upset when women are yeah, portrayed that way. Like we're so. obviously like all of the films portraying blondes as dumb and yeah. like Justice for Marilyn Monroe. Like my yes. God. Oh my God. Like she is our. If you haven't all, seen she's blonde, another Roman Empire. <laughs> if you if you haven't seen Blonde, I like don't quite know if I recommend it or not. But just do your research on Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is our other Roman Empire. <laughs> yes, she is. Um, but the like we, we're we're done with being portrayed by that. And I and I yes yeah. I get that portraying the Kens like that is meant to to show how women are portrayed Mm -hmm. but at the same time it also gives the wrong message that we think that men are ditzy we don't no we don't I love men I I think men are the coolest to quote Cher I think men are the coolest I think men are the coolest and there's that one quote too where it's like oh it's literally from it's from Mary Poppins it's sister suffragette where she's Mm -hmm. like 
Um, though, though we, we adore men individually, we agree that as a group they're rather stupid. And she just moves on. I love yeah. it. Anyways, but yes, do suck at that. <laughs> we are singers, by the way, too. We might sing sometimes. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, when we get to the Ken episode, just be warned that we're going to be singing a lot of Ken's music. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, if they didn't want them to be bops, then mm-hmm. they shouldn't have wrote them the way oh, that they did. Exactly. So there's Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, that's their fault. Um, but yes, we... We love men. <laughs> we do. We do. And we we want Meg's future like we said like we want to be we want to be married and we want to have children and and all of that and we can't do that without <laughs> men <laughs> technically. Um dang it. Dang it. <laughs> um but it's just like I don't know. I Barbie really changed a lot of perspective for me and and I understand that a lot of people didn't get it. And yeah. it, it makes me sad that a lot of people didn't get it, mm-hmm. but I also understand why. Because it was yeah. there. It's it's not for everyone. No, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It was. It was for women. It was it a was, movie for women. Yeah. And I really think it was a movie for women around our age because yes, our generation yes. specifically. Yeah, reference wise yeah. too, but just like because yeah. I don't. I don't know if you guys really think about this, but like. Honestly, it's the younger generation that's been thinking more and been speaking out oh, more about inequality and yeah. the injustice and all of that. And like, also, it's women our age who are f- siding with the LGBT community more and like, and championing and fighting for trans rights and mm-hmm. for um, gay rights. All of that, like, it's our generation has the power to do something really incredible. Mm-hmm. We have the ability and the power to achieve equality for all. We just have to have start having the conversations about it. Yeah, because a movie like this is doing that. Mm-hmm, we because we need to first acknowledge that a life is not perfect and we're not all equal. We need to talk about it instead of just yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, and reading about it. We need to talk about it, mm-hmm. and then let's actually do something about it. Yeah, and it's slow but steady steps. Mm-hmm. And like I was thinking too when you were saying like think about the women two hundred years ago looking at what is going on now. It took hundreds of years. Yeah. So it's like, it's just a matter of working on what we can do in the present and hoping for the future mm-hmm. with the actions that we're making now. Mm-hmm. Or else I think we get, we can get way too caught up in frustrations about how the world isn't perfect, that then we aren't being productive with our conversations. So it's just such a tenuous balance Mm -hmm. but i think a movie like this is doing a great job and like you said it was for women and it was just lovely in so many ways for women to Mm -hmm. also just like laugh at like oh that's such a girl thing like that's i get that that's me Mm -hmm. that's representing me in so many more lighthearted ways as well as like deep Mm -hmm. like gut-wrenching gloria monologue kind of ways and i freaking loved weird barbie yes so excited i'm so excited to do an episode about her she gets to be on like sanitation or i think at the end i know yeah she was so excited about it and i love it and she had talk about her she had that cool hairstyle yes Mm -hmm. i love kate mckinnon me too yeah Yeah. fantastic yeah we're we're gonna do another episode about some of the other barbies including weird barbie we're gonna do an episode about ken and the other Kens, like, yeah, so... Yeah, Ken in general. Yeah. Like, so, what Ken means. <laughs> Ken's <laughs> What does Ken mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but definitely, like, a little bit more Barbie content coming your way. I, th- mm-hmm. I think we said we might just talk about, like, the comparison of 
Barbie Land in the real the world, real world. Mm-hmm. for a bit, whether or not that's like its own episode. But we just have some more Barbie content coming yeah. away, and then some other Greta Gerwig films that we know we want to cover, like yes. Little Women for sure, Lady Bird as well. Yeah, and then just in general beyond that, um, mm-hmm. we're, we're figuring it out. But there's so much media yeah. the two of us like share and love that we'll figure something yeah. out. Yeah, and if you guys have any suggestions or yes. any like versions of media that you want us to talk about mm-hmm. on the pod just let we us know um you can get, um talk to us on instagram you can talk to us on well i have facebook do you have facebook i do have facebook but okay. i just don't use it so maybe yeah. instagram <laughs> yeah so my instagram is it's underscore kaylee which is k-a-y-l-e-e underscore marie that's where you can find me and then mine is at Meg Coley. So the last name is C-O-L-E-Y. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we can probably link this somewhere, like yeah. put it in the description. Yeah. But if you're a audio learner and that works mm-hmm. for you, then like, <laughs> you're typing it out. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to contact us to talk about, um, like to start a discourse about anything that we've mentioned today or to give us ideas for future episodes, let us know. Yeah, we would love so. that. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first episode of the Pickwick Society yeah. podcast. We love it. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're going to call it the Pickwick Pod for short. Yeah. Um, but Pickwick the Pod. full name is the Pickwick Society podcast, which comes from Little Women, actually. Yes, it so, does. Um, and we'll talk more about that when the day comes. But yes. yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope you all have yeah. a rad rest of your day or whatever. Whatever you want. Yeah, just whatever a, you want. Just, just have just a day. Have a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll see you next day that you decide to listen to us. Exactly. Okay, bye. Bye.